Hello, you lovely lot. I wanted to take a moment to share an exciting announcement with you all. I will be doing a live show for Happy Mum, Happy Baby at the podcast show in London on the 22nd of May. This will be a live episode of this very podcast featuring me and a very special soon-to-be-announced guest. Get ready for a candid conversation, unfiltered truths, laughs, invaluable non-judgmental advice and lived experiences. Dive into the complexities of parenting while juggling work, relationships and personal growth and we'll be talking beyond the baby years. As well as the live episode, the show will also include a Q&A with both me and my guest. Tickets go on sale this Friday the 26th of April at 10am, but anyone who is part of the Happy Mum, Happy Baby newsletter will be getting early access to tickets on Wednesday the 24th of April at 10am. To sign up to the newsletter and for more information about the event, please head to happymumhappybaby.com forward slash events. I can't wait to see you there. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to Happy Mum, Happy Baby, Asking for a Friend, our brand new addition to Happy Mum, Happy Baby, the podcast, where we take a deeper look into the many issues surrounding pregnancy, birth and the early years. Now, we've been doing this podcast for five years now, a very long time. And throughout these conversations that we've had, there are certain lightning bolt moments that happen for listeners and for me. And I can clearly remember talking to Firma Khan about some issues that she'd experienced post-birth and how she'd gone to see a woman's health specialist. I didn't even know that that was a thing. I knew nothing about what she was talking about. But it just made me realise that there are a few symptoms that I was experiencing and that I could also go and speak to someone about it. It was honestly the most empowering, encouraging thing I'd ever, ever, ever had that happen in this room. And as a result, I did go and see my GP and then it pushed me to seek help from the woman that is sitting across from me today. This week, we are discussing our pelvic floors with Physio Mum UK, Emma Brockwell. <laughs> Emma is a founding member of the collaborative campaign Pelvic Raw and also on the Scientific Clinical Advisory Board of the Active Pregnancy Foundation and the Perinatal Physical Activity Research Group. Hello, Emma. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> but it is hard, isn't it? And I think the, the reason I bring up the Firma Can stuff is that I didn't know 
that there was an an alternative to just living with it or just to just kind of hide it and feel a bit embarrassed about what was going on and i think it was it was watching and listening to her talk so openly about it about things that us women just don't talk about whether it's incontinence you know prolapse or whatever it is i think it's ha- having those conversations that can empower you to go and get help and realise that actually, yes, it is common, but it doesn't mean that you have to live with it. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Is A lot of these pelvic floor issues are common, mm. but they're not normal. And when you reflect on perhaps having conversations with your mum or your grandmother, and you know they've said things like perhaps, oh, I don't jump on the trampoline anymore because I've, I leak urine, and I always have since I've had my baby, since I've had your mum. Yeah. And, and I remember my grand saying that and not thinking anything of it yeah and then as you get older and you start heading into that world of motherhood and especially in my profession you start realizing hang on a minute these Mm -hmm. things are happening but that doesn't make them normal makes them very common and really truly they are very common women who leak urine you're probably looking at one in three women who leak urine and yet women in general are padding up and putting up with it well, and that's just not okay. No, I can remember going for a run years ago and posting on social media and a previous guest commented saying, gosh, I couldn't do that. I'd be leaking all the way. And I and we made a little joke about it being like the little Hansel and Gretel instead of breadcrumbs, it's my wee all the way home. And we found it funny. But then I had a, a doctor got in touch and was like, it is common and it's good that you're talking about it. However, we need to let women know that although we can make these jokes, actually... You don't have to live with that. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think I think that's half the problem. A lot of what I deal with is taboo. Yeah. Women are really embarrassed to talk about it. They're really embarrassed to talk to their friends and family and and open up, which is un- understandable, but it's it's not just their friends and family they feel embarrassed to talk to. They feel embarrassed to talk to healthcare professionals about it. And, you know, p- physical activity or an exercise is a public health priority. And yet we're almost saying to some women, well, if you are suffering from these issues, either pad up, put up or just don't just don't exercise anymore. I mean, how bonkers is that? It's so hard, isn't it? Taking that initial step to go and ask, especially since your GP, although they know a lot, they know a lot about everything. So they're not specialised in that specific area. So, you know, I can very clearly remember my chat with my GP and her being a bit like, well, you've had a baby. That was definitely the thing. And then I dropped into your DMs and overshared massively. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God you did. Because I guess I guess in my dream world, what we would do, particularly at our six-week GP check, is just ask women these questions. Yeah. We aren't expecting GPs to have the answers for everything because, oh, my goodness, they're so exactly. overrated. The, the, the different topics and issues oh. that they get, like, they, they have to follow up every single day, you know, you've got one after the other of a different thing that you're meant to know everything about. It's insane. Yeah. So they can't be the specialists in everything, but if we could encourage not just GPs but other healthcare professionals, midwives, nurses, fitness professionals to screen women and say... Are you struggling with urinary leakage? Are you struggling with faecal incontinence? I mean, that's massive. Yeah. And that affects one in 10 women. Really? It's just, it's heartbreaking that some women cannot control their bowels. And that's, that's life changing. But we also don't know what's normal. We don't know what we're meant to experience. So I'll say now that I felt heaviness. I I knew that I didn't feel right when I was walking, when I was running. And it it wasn't, wasn't what what I was used to. But also for me, it's my third baby. So what is what is normal? Have I just pushed my body to its limit? 
normal is not having in an ideal world any symptoms of pelvic floor dysfunction. So that's urinary leakage, urinary urgency where you put the key in the door and you've got to dash to the toilet. Mm -hmm. Fecal urgency, fecal incontinence, vaginal heaviness. You shouldn't be experiencing vaginal heaviness. You might be and that's okay, but you shouldn't be experiencing that and accepting that as your new normal. And painful sex. That's something else that I treat a lot. I'd say about one in 10 women are experiencing painful sex. And, oh my God, that's a key activity it's a key mm. function but women who are experiencing painful sex unsurprisingly don't want to have sex so of course that then starts impacting on their relationships as well so if you know that those things are not normal and you're experiencing them you can then know that actually oh, you know what I can do something about that actually reading your book which is uh, called why did no one tell me you said a great thing that lots of doctors and professionals that they, they do what they do because they're fascinated by the human body so anything you take them don't worry about it, actually, in the slightest, because they have seen it all and they just want to get to the root of what, what is going on. Yeah, we love it. So what is a woman's health physiotherapist? What is it? How would you describe what you do? We are healthcare professionals, physiotherapists, that treat that middle part of your body. So I don't want to just isolate it to the vagina and the vulva because it's it's not just that. You know, we look at the parts that are connected around that area. So even your legs, your bottom muscles, your back passage, your low back, even your middle back. We look at everything that connects the two uh, to the middle of, Mm -hmm. of your body. And we treat everything that is to do with the pelvis, basically. And that can be vaginal dysfunction, back passage dysfunction, any dysfunction we will look at, treat, and and hopefully manage to get get you better. It must be an area that you really, once you help women, you really must transform their lives. Like if we're talking about confidence and depression... But like that go alongside some of those symptoms, it must change their lives massively. It's 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 a real privilege to do the job I do because it is I would say one of the areas of physio where you see really good results. Mm. For about eighty four percent of women, they'll get better by by seeing a pelvic health physiotherapist, and that's that's huge. Yeah, absolutely. On asking for a friend, we ask you what questions you are asked the most. So, what are you asked the most? Well, we touched on it already, but I guess the biggest question I'm always asked is, is it normal to leak urine when you're pregnant or after having a baby? Yeah. And my answer simply is it's common. It's not normal. No. And that there's treatment and, and help out there for you. And and I just cannot encourage women enough to 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 act on that and, and seek help because it's there. What's your second most asked question? My second most asked question is... Oh, when can I get back to exercise postnatal? Mm. And how do you answer that? Because obviously you'll look at it differently from like a personal trainer. Because I know someone that I used to work with messaged me four weeks after giving birth and was like, right, when are we going? When are we running? Whereas you look (laughs) at it very differently because you want to know what the pelvic floor is doing by that point. What's going on physically before we actually start putting extra pressure yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to be thinking about pelvic floor symptoms. And as I say, we need to be screening for those symptoms before we start really pushing higher impact exercise. But actually, it's about considering exercise in all its elements, basically. So really, 
pelvic floor exercises are exercise and I would encourage women from the moment they've had baby and they have no catheter in place that they start doing their pelvic floor exercises, mm-hmm. that they start stretching, that they start being active and that might just be a five minute walk around the block. That's exercise. Yeah. What I don't love is that we seem to be led to believe that we can't do anything for that first six weeks after having a baby until we've had that first six week GP check. Yeah. And actually, we need to be exercising and moving from from day one, telling those muscles in our body that have been lengthened and weakened to start moving. What's your third most asked question? My third most question actually is, is it safe to exercise during pregnancy? And there's a lot of myth and misinformation around this topic. And I'm pretty passionate about it because... Mm -hmm. It's so important that women, if they feel well enough, if that they are exercising or being physically active. Of course, there are some contraindications to exercise during pregnancy and you should always check with your healthcare or medical provider. But for the majority of women, exercise is just incredibly beneficial and important for your physical and for your mental health. And not just for you, for baby as well. Mm-hmm. Babies love you exercising. They, they, they get more oxygen in the placenta more nutrients you'll find through the research that babies are actually less likely to suffer from obesity and cardiovascular problems when they're older if mum was exercising during her pregnancy and I know there's a lot of concern around miscarriage and preterm birth around exercise but actually the research shows that for the majority of women it's just such a wonderful brilliant thing to do and I understand the fear because of the myth Mm. but we need to bust the myth because actually it is just that it's just myth it's brilliant and I would strongly suggest perhaps visiting Active Pregnancy Foundation their website because there's loads of evidence-based information on there that should really put your mind at rest but ideally we are looking for women to be exercising or be physically active for about 30 minutes five times a week. So that includes a walk around the block or if you're a runner and you want to carry on running during your pregnancy and you haven't got any pelvic floor issues, then then carry on running and and enjoy it. Well, and with exercise, does that keep your pelvic floor healthy as well and and strong rather than just not doing anything for the whole nine months other than your pelvic floor exercises? absolutely. I think it's really beneficial for your pelvic floor and there has been some evidence that shows that your postnatal recovery will be much better and effective if you've exercised when you're pregnant, not just for your pelvic floor, for your whole physical and mental health. So so I would strongly encourage, if you aren't sure and you want to exercise during your pregnancy, go for it. Amazing. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I have been asking our Happy Mum, Happy Baby community for questions for you. And it's interesting because we spoke and you were worried about how many people would actually get in touch because it is a bit of a taboo subject. It's something that some people wouldn't like talking about. But there, there have been loads, absolutely loads. Great. And I think it's that thing of people know their names aren't going to be caught read out, so it, they're, they're happy. So I will just go through and you can give me your expertise. What can I do to ease pain and speed up recovery? So first thing you would want to consider is what are you doing? What's causing the pain? And can you alter that and make it a little more comfortable? So, for example, if baby's in sling a lot and you're walking around with baby in sling, perhaps don't have baby in sling quite so much. Takes a little bit of pressure off of your back. Do some pelvic floor exercises because the pelvic floor is connected to all of the fascia and the muscles around your back. That's going to help. And some really low impact exercise as well. I'd encourage you to do that. Exercise that feels comfortable, not that's causing or contributing to some of that pain. Stretching, some lovely yoga, prenatal or postnatal yoga. I always encourage that for pain. And also, are you having enough rest? Because in general, mums aren't getting enough rest and they're not recovering, giving themselves time to recover. Well, that's the hard thing, isn't it? Because your body has gone through the biggest thing it's ever going to go through, however you've given birth. And you don't have that period to rest up because you then have a baby to look after. So you're at your most vulnerable, but actually you've got to be, in many ways at your best and strongest. Absolutely. You need to be strong to be a mum and you are literally on day one managing this heavy weight. So you have to then have rest as well and think about how much rest and sleep you're having because that's going to impact on pain. We know that. We know that sleep has a huge impact on pain levels. So I just encourage that. And if it's still not resolving with all of those solutions, see someone like a pelvic health physiotherapist. How do you find a pelvic floor physiotherapist? So you can ask your GP to refer you. Or if you go onto the Squeezy directory. Squeezy is the NHS app, is it? Yes, they've got a directory as well. And type in where you live and you'll find NHS and private physios there. How do I strengthen my pelvic floor and is it too late to start? Never too late. That's one of the most common questions I always get asked. Why didn't I think of that one? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you can be 28 years postnatal and still benefit from pelvic floor exercises. So it's never too late. It might take a bit longer to see the benefits. But ultimately, the best way to do your pelvic floor exercises is in an upright position. Mm -hmm. So standing is your gold standard. Oh, really? Yeah. Sitting's good. It's a good start. Yeah. Or if you've just had your baby, literally, try side lying as opposed to lying on your back. So that makes it a little bit easier. And you want to think about squeezing your back passage as if you're trying to stop yourself. See, I know that wind. I did it wrong for years because I was focusing on front, front, not back. Yeah. That's a real common misconception, actually. You want to think about squeezing your back passage because when you squeeze your back passage, you'll also squeeze your front as well. And you want to aim to hold for up to 10 seconds. But if you've just had a baby, trust me, 
that might be quite a big ask. So just thinking about squeezing back and front for a count of up to 10 seconds or working up to that, but also then letting it go. So if you think about your bicep, you know how your bicep bends and it straightens on your arm, obviously. <laughs> I'm talking about a leg bicep, are you? <laughs> Slightly stupid thing to say. Think about that contraction and relax relaxation. So you've got to contract the muscle, but you've also got to relax it as well. Right. So once you've squeezed for, let's say, three or four seconds, let it go, and you want to aim to repeat that 10 times. What happens if you don't let it go fully? Do you get, get into troubles? You in sometimes can create a bit of tension in the muscle, which can then create a bit of pain. Uh, and often we'll see women who experience painful intercourse as a result of that muscle being a little bit tight and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And it can potentially also give you some sensation of heaviness in the vagina and potentially cause you to leak a little urine as well. So you really want to think about that nice contraction as well as the relaxation. Yeah, both is important. Really, really important. And then, of course... 30% of your pelvic floor muscle is made of fast-twitch fibres, so you also want to think about squeezing your pelvic floor quickly, but with a slow release. So it's a quick squeeze, a slow release. And are you meant to do pelvic floor uh, exercises throughout your life, not just after for women, after you've given birth? I think, personally, we should be teaching kids in school about pelvic floor exercises, not just pelvic floor exercises, but our anatomy. Well, in your book, actually, you talk about how gymnasts and, 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 and athletes... You know, it's something that affects them, that yeah. pelvic floor dysfunction. Pelvic floor dysfunction isn't solely for the pregnant or postnatal woman. It can affect any woman at any time of life. And unfortunately, yeah, it does affect these young athletes who are doing really strenuous exercise, like gymnastics, netballers, cheerleaders also as well. Yes, there's been some research in cheerleaders. Yeah. And actually, they suffer from f some faecal incontinence, which is awful. Yeah. And obviously, girls are not going to want to put up with these symptoms for too long. So often they'll stop exercising. Someone else has asked, can you over-exercise your pelvic floor? Yes, I would say you can over-exercise your pelvic floor. I think some of that comes down to technique. So if you aren't relaxing your pelvic floor enough. But I'd like to think that most people wouldn't be in the gym six times a day. So therefore, should we really be doing pelvic floor exercises six times a day? I'd say that's a little too much. How many times a day should you be doing it? If you have pelvic floor issues, I would encourage you to do them three times a day until you start feeling better. Mm -hmm. If you don't have any pelvic floor issues, ideally, I would encourage you to do them at least three or four times a week. Any advice on pelvic girdle pain? We've had a few a few people message about that. Oh, pelvic First girdle of all, pain. what is pelvic girdle pain? So pelvic girdle pain is essentially pain that occurs most commonly during pregnancy around the back, hips, into the pubic bone at the front. And it can, for some women, be incredibly debilitating. Some women actually struggle to even walk because they're in so much pain when, when, they, when they, they have that pain. My bugbear with pelvic girdle pain is that women are often told, do you know what, don't worry about it, the pain will go once you've had baby. Well, for the majority of women that does happen, which is fantastic, but if you're experiencing pelvic girdle pain for four months of, of pregnancy, that's five months that you've yeah. got to put up with quite considerable amounts of pain, which can gradually get worse as the time goes on. So... I would encourage anyone experiencing pelvic girdle pain to definitely see a pelvic health physiotherapist. We used to say 
that you experience pelvic girdle pain because of instability of the pelvis. The research on that has completely blown that out of the water now. And we know it's more really occurring because the tissues are very sensitive. So if we can help you find ways of desensitizing the tissue, and that can be through exercise, through mindfulness, prenatal yoga is mm. brilliant for pelvic girdle pain, by using compression garments. So there's some lovely leggings that exist that can really help uh, keep that lymphatic system moving around the pelvis and desensitize the tissues. Someone said, I've just given birth, yet to have sex. I'm a bit worried about what it will be like. <laughs> it's a statement, but I feel like we can go over that. <laughs> I completely empathise. I think every single woman who's had a baby, be it via vaginal delivery or C-section, is scared about mm. having sex after having baby. It's probably going to be less of a big deal than you think, but you've got to be in the right zone for yeah. it. And I, you know, I, I do think that we need to not just focus on penetrative sex. We should be, you know, really talking to women and couples about intimacy. You know, it doesn't have to be penetrative sex straight away. Make sure you are feeling comfortable. I would encourage all women to use a lubricant initially, which is because lube, it just. I don't know, it sparks off things from your childhood or from, you know, from not your, your but I mean, as a teenager, it's this yeah. dirty thing. Not, you know, it's a bit like, I don't know. Whereas <laughs> that, actually, it's not that at all. Not at all, not at all. And actually, if you're breastfeeding, you're more likely to experience some vaginal dryness. Right. And vaginal dryness can contribute to some of that Pain. painful sex. Yeah. Are pelvic floor trainers worth it? Are Kegels the only way to strengthen a pelvic floor? I like pelvic floor trainers if you're someone that's motivated by them or if you're someone that just cannot get to a pelvic health physiotherapist. They can be quite expensive. Right. So I think if you haven't got much in your budget, I would probably see a pelvic health physiotherapist over a, uh, a trainer simply because we can show you how to do your pelvic floor exercises. Yeah. With the trainer itself, sometimes you can trick it a little bit and it's not always the pelvic floor that's working. But for the majority of women, you can get some great results with the trainer. It gives you feedback so you know that you're doing your pelvic floor exercises. And for some women, it's really motivating because they can see each time they do their pelvic floor exercises that they're getting better and better and better. Someone else has said, do you need to exercise your pelvic floor even if you've had a C-section? 100%. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the biggest myths out there that you don't need to do your pelvic floor exercises if you've had a C-section. You well, because have... it's not been weakened because yeah. something's gone uh, passed through. It, it's weakened because of the weight that it's been carrying for months. You got it. It's the weight of baby on your pelvic floor. There's a lot of weight on that pelvic floor on a muscle that's probably not been exercised before. So for most women who've had C-section, you know, you might be thinking preventative as opposed to treating pelvic floor dysfunction. Saying that, I had two C-sections and I had pelvic floor issues. Yeah. So no one gets away with not doing their pelvic floor exercises. And I would, yeah, I would absolutely encourage you to do them if you've had a C-section. This lady has said, my baby is nine months old, but I still can't use a menstrual cup. It just falls out. Yeah, I think the thing with uh, cups is that some of them come in different, slightly different shapes and sizes. Mm. So if you're only trying one product, try another and see yeah. if that fits a little better. It could be that your pelvic floor 
needs a little bit of work as well. And that's nine why you're not... Nine months isn't long. Nine obviously. months isn't long at all. And it does take the pelvic floor anywhere between six to 12 months to, to really heal properly. And if you're not doing your pelvic floor exercises, it might lack a little bit of tone. So just by doing your pelvic floor exercises, that might actually be all that you need for that cup to work. Mm. But I would try quite a few different brands before ruling them out because they're really effective. They're great for the environment. No one talks about anal incontinence. How common mm. is it? Yeah, one in ten women are suffering from anal incontinence. Yeah, awful, awful, yeah. awful. And if anyone is suffering from anal incontinence and you've had an obstetric tear, which is a third or fourth degree tear, there's a great charity called Masics, M-A-S-I-C-S, who offer women who have had obstetric tears considerable support and so if that's you then then reach out to them because they're, they're fabulous but unfortunately when you've had a third or fourth degree tear you are more likely to experience fecal incontinence unfortunately not always but, yeah. but it does put you into that risk category someone has written i'm eight months pregnant and wee when i'm sick how can i stop and then someone else has uh, said i wee when i sneeze my baby is three mm. i can remember having a sickness bug at eight months pregnant and totally oh, wet myself. Just brutal, isn't yeah. it? I mean, I was focusing on what was coming out of my mouth. It was hard to know. I can't suck everything else up. I, I think even when you're vomiting anyway, yeah. there's the things pressure. coming out of every yeah. end. You yeah. know, the pressure's immense. And you've got to have an incredibly strong pelvic floor to cope with that pressure. Mm -hmm. If you've got a bump baby in your you know in your tummy as well as vomiting oh my goodness that pelvic floor that's hard that's yeah. really a hard ask so I wouldn't worry too much if that's happening but I would start doing your pelvic floor exercises and make sure you do them postnatally and for the lady who's three months yeah uh, three sorry. the baby is three. Oh, baby's three yeah when she sneezes again though it's that force it's that thing force, it? it's that pressure so that's a sign that your pelvic floor is obviously doing a pretty damn good job yeah throughout the day but when you have too much pressure it's just not quite happy so again i'd i'd question whether that lady's possibly done much pelvic floor rehab and mm -hmm. if you haven't it's going to take you longer to notice the improvements because it's such demanding force that's causing that leakage but with and also time you have to get yourself a little bit of hay fever so you can practice are, are you are you sneezing i'm cured i've gone out in the flowers and i'm good ah oh, one area that i am fascinated about perineal massages oh yeah I mean, right. What to you, do or not to do? Well, how do they work? What are they for people that don't know what they are? But you know when you go to a hospital and they ask you when you're pregnant to pee in that tiny little cup mm -hmm. and it's really difficult to get the cup where you need to go, I feel like this falls into the same category. How do you of, do it? How do you even get your hands down there <laughs> yeah. to be able to do it? Well... You could actually ask your partner to do it. Yes, I did read this in your book. After a long time ago, I just... <laughs> I, Tom did know when I was doing it. I'd be like, I'm just going to go massage this area. My husband definitely would not have done... But it really worked for, for me, the case study worked. that you had in the book. It worked for yeah. their intimacy. The, the, the evidence shows that perineal massage is a bit of a no-brainer. Really? Yeah. Even if you're planning on having a C-section... You don't know how baby's planning on coming, so yeah. if you might end up having a vaginal delivery. So I would encourage you from about 34, 35 weeks to do your perineal massage. And essentially what it is, is stretching the perineal tissue to prepare that area for childbirth because actually your vagina is going to stretch about 250 times its normal resting length it's massive and if that area is used to being stretched you're hopefully more likely to reduce the chances of experiencing a severe tear yeah how can i help my body recover from bladder retention first of all i'd want to understand why you're retaining 
urine actually and so I would send you to your doctor first of all just to find to find out exactly what's going on with your bladder have that bladder area scanned if it's more that you're going to the toilet and not fully emptying your bladder which perhaps that's what that means it could be it could just be that you're bladder has just shifted a little bit, Mm -hmm. perhaps descended a little into the vaginal canal. And if you shift forwards and backwards with your pelvis, I'm actually sitting here doing it now, (laughs) that should just help empty that bladder. But that would be a sign for me. First of all, if it's true bladder retention, you need to see your doctor. But I'd also ask you to see a pelvic health physio as well, just to see if there's perhaps a little area where the bladder descended perhaps a prolapse, and therefore you need a little bit of help with that. Someone has said, I want another baby, but I'm worried about prolapse after a third-degree tear. Where do I start? Is there anything that she can do? If she if she was, was to go ahead and have another child, is there anything that she can do to help her way through pregnancy? And, and obviously, after a third degree, would, they, would a doctor recommend a C-section after that? You'll definitely have that conversation. So you'll be referred to an obstetrician who will explore your options. So unfortunately, with third or fourth degree tears, quite understandably, there's often a lot of birth trauma. Trauma, yeah. Yeah. And if you're experiencing that level of trauma and you can't bear the thought of having a vaginal delivery, oh my goodness, then, you know, do what's right for you. Have have that option of a a C-section and explore that with the obstetrician. However, if you are really keen to have a vaginal delivery, most damage... And most occurrence of tears happen with your first baby. Right. So it's highly likely that this vaginal delivery will be successful mm-hmm. and hopefully you won't incur any tearing. Or, or if you do, it will be a lot lower on the grading, grade one or grade two. Pelvic floor exercises, sorry, but they are really important God, to do. Oh, no, God, it's so boring. <laughs> I still think it's worth doing your perineal massage as well. Right. Second and third babies. Well, is that also to ease up the, you know, the scar, scar tissue, tissue as right. well? Yeah, so, so get into that scar tissue, but stretch that area as well. Bear in mind that area has been stretched from first baby as well. So the need to do perineal massage, the more vaginal deliveries you have lessens. But if you've had a third degree tear and you're really anxious about that, then I would absolutely do perineal massage. Speak to your midwife as well, because they can do lots of things to help support your perineum whilst you're birthing. And there's some great research going on. It's called the OASI trial. And you can look that up, O-A-S-I. And that can um, give you some ideas of the, the type of conversations you might want to have with the midwife as to how she can best support your perineum when you birth. Mm. I'm 20 months postpartum and I'm still slipping gas. It's so embarrassing. What can I do to stop? Mm. Flatus incontinence. Yes. So often that's a sign that the back passage is a little bit weak. And when you think the majority of your pelvic floor is around your back passage, and if perhaps you're only squeezing your front passage, then it might just be your technique of your pelvic floor needs addressing. It is something that's more common than you think, actually, wind incontinence. And it's not something that you should have to put up with. So I would definitely go and get some some individual treatment or start your pelvic floor exercises, see if that starts to help. I mean, women have fun times. Not only do they have to give birth, grow a child, give birth, but then they hit, just after that's finished, you hit then the men- hit them perimenopause. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. And actually, it's interesting because I've just, well, not just, for the past two years, gone into the perimenopause, mm. if you like. And I just think, my God, I'd only just sort of recovered from having my kids. Yes. And now I'm dealing with hot flushes, night sweats, they're awful, 
terrible moods, like, you know, real craziness. And then the next thing, really low mood. Yeah. Difficulties concentrating, getting my words out. Finding words has been my biggest thing. That's been really debilitating. But I mean, I'm talking about this a lot at the moment. And you know, we've spoken about, about it and gone to a hormone specialist and stuff. But those feelings of not being yourself, of, of this explosive behaviour and stuff as well, we just don't talk about. So we feel like, you know, we talk about maternal mental health, but there's this whole area that we don't talk about that is going to affect us massively. We don't really talk about any life transition that women yeah. go through and we don't support women enough. Uh, one last question, and that is, can you reverse a prolapse? I thought this question might come up, actually. It depends on the level of prolapse that you have. So it's graded, right? That's right. So grade zero is no prolapse. Wonderful. Grade one is where there's a bit of floppiness of one, both, or all three of the walls. So you've got three walls in the vagina, front, back, and top. A grade two is where there's a descent of the prolapse and a grade three and four is unfortunately where it's permanently protruding from the vagina. If you have a grade one prolapse, there is a chance that you can certainly massively improve that floppiness mm -hmm. and regain some of that tone in that area. So I would say not truly, truly, truly reversible because the chances are if you then just leave that and never do your pelvic floor exercises again and get suffer from a big bout of constipation or have a massive chronic cough, there's a chance that that floppiness could then cause a bit of an issue again for you. Right. But in general, that, that symptom can, can resolve. Women with grade two onwards are less likely to actually resolve the floppiness of the tissue because the tissue's been really lengthened. But what we can do, is certainly for grade two prolapses, is reduce, even resolve your symptoms. Right. So your symptoms of prolapse generally being heaviness, dragging, really feeling uncomfortable mm -hmm. during sex. That can be quite often a sign that you might have a prolapse. If with the right treatment you should be able to resolve those symptoms and also do the exercise that you want to do as well because often women have been told for years, don't ever run with a prolapse, don't ever lift with a prolapse. Well, actually, with the right treatment and management, you should be able to do those things. You might need to use something like a pessary, which is a little bit like a tampon. Right. It supports the vaginal canal. But with the use of something like that, you should be able to protect the prolapse so it doesn't get any worse and I do what you like want to do. I have seen someone on Instagram who started using this recently, Rachel, Rachel Thorne from Virgin Radio. What? Oh, she? Yes. yes, she may have used a pessary. I think she might have used yeah a pessary called the Contiform, mm. and for her running, I think. Yes, so you can also use pessaries when you're leaking urine as well. What are your takeaways? Uh, rounding it up, when it comes to pelvic floor, what should people be doing? <laughs> pelvic floor exercises. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yes, pelvic floor exercises are, in my opinion, really important, particularly if you're pregnant or postnatal. It isn't just about the pelvic floor, though. It's yeah. about your general physical health. Exercise is imperative, but also thinking about the other things that affect us as, as mums, lack of sleep, nutrition, Everything matters. Yeah. And if we're, you know, if we're just focusing on the pelvic floor, then then we're probably not going to get you all the way there. We need to think of women as a whole and mm -hmm. we need to think about supporting women, particularly postnatally, in, in terms of rehab and, and really making sure that 
you know, you're future proving, proving your pelvic health, not just for now, but, but for life. That's, that's really important. Yeah. I finish each episode of the podcast with you completing three sentences. Being a parent means... To me, everything. It's, I mean, it's, it's been life-changing for me, becoming a parent. And it's been just brilliant and amazing. But it's also been hard work, <laughs> quite overwhelming and daunting. So I think it's, it's everything because it is everything rolled into one. It's, 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 in my opinion, the best but the hardest job in the world. And I wouldn't change it for anything because my three kids, um, you know, couldn't be prouder or more privileged to be their mum. I love it. If I could tell you one thing, it would be? Take time for you. We just don't see it enough in clinic. We yeah. don't see women taking time out to rest, recover and find time for them. And particularly in that fourth trimester, those first 12 weeks, mm. I get it. The baby is, of course, the most important thing. It's all consuming. But what about you? Your body's just been through the biggest life-changing event it will probably ever go through. And where's your time to rest and recover? And I think we don't need to feel guilty about that. We should definitely not feel guilty about that. And we should be giving women more time for themselves. Have it because it's important and you need it. Mm. And I'm happy when? I'm actually really happy when I go and collect my kids from school. Aww. And you know that moment where they see you and they run up to you and give you a cuddle and they look like they haven't seen you for a week, but actually it's been about five hours. <laughs> and I, that, that to me is just magic. And I'm really lucky because I get to generally walk my kids home from school. And it's just a time where we sit or walk and talk about the day, which generally is what happened in your day? And they'll say to me, nothing. I can't remember. <laughs> can't remember. Who did you play Which, with? No one. What did you eat for lunch? Don't know. How is that? <laughs> yeah. But when they do remember, you know, we just sort of really talk about school politics, friends. Mm. And, and I will be so sad when the day comes when they don't want me to collect them from school. So I'm going to cherish every moment and, and, you know, make sure that that happens for as long as it can. You know, in all the episodes that we've done, we've never had the school pick up. So thank you. <laughs> You're most welcome. <laughs> yeah. You're so right. That little, the, the way, I mean, ours just come out and they dump everything on us. Their coats, their bags, their instruments. We're just like the walking donkey on the way back to the car. But there is that, that moment where they see you. They've they also want a me. snack. They've not forgotten me. Oh, all the snacks. The snack. And yeah. if you ever forget a snack. Oh, woe betide you. Because I tell you, <laughs> it's, my life is not worth living off if I've forgotten the snack. <laughs> Emma, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.